1: So download the app today and bet with Fandle, official partner of the NBA. The ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by cars.com.
1: Hey, let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a early Thursday edition of New York, New York with yours truly, J.J. John J. Stremski. And I think this is the earliest we've gone. Well, actually, that's a lie because we went early a couple of weeks ago when I was down in Disney World. But we have our Football Friday podcast out for you much earlier than usual. Big S&Y Christmas party, holiday party. Uh, I'm going to be throwing them back. I'm going to be doing the Elaine Bennis jig. And it's going to be a dazzling, dazzling night. Um, I'm fired up for this show. We got you covered every which way like we do every football Friday. Before we get to all the football stuff, I just want to say this. I want to commend the New York Knickerbockers. Not only for hitting our same game parlay that we put up on FanDuel Sportsbook, Never in Doubt, Randall, points, rebounds. Levine made us sweat a little bit. If only I had shown the stones to go with Knicks plus four and a half as opposed to the alternate line at Knicks eight and a half, or, you know, I took the Knicks on the money line. We would have cashed that much more. But the Knicks have played their best basketball of the year. Randall, even at the end of the game, which was a hitty, I, I don't know what the Knicks were doing at the end of the game. I love the fact that he has come alive the way he has. And Brunson, who they said was questionable at play, basically took the overtime session over. And you see the value and the importance of having someone who can run an offense for someone who can execute in crunch time. Weird, quirky schedule. Knicks stay in Chicago and they play there on Friday night. But hey, they're back over 500. They're playing a winning brand of ball. December, they're kind of exactly where you thought they would be, right around 500, but trending at least a little bit in the upward direction. And thank goodness you're not seeing any any, uh, Evan Fournier action. So uh, I'm actually somewhat satisfied with what I've seen from the Knicks over the last couple weeks. So I wanted to throw that out there. Now, the main event and, and all the football. It's a fantastic weekend for both the Jets and the Giants. We have alluded to this quite a bit. The jet lion game is so intriguing to me on so many different fronts, on so many different levels. Because you have two upstart teams. You had two teams that, let's be real, did not have legitimate expectations going into the year. And now, all of a sudden, the Jets and the Lions is probably one of the most juicy, and I would argue it's the most marquee game of Sunday, for that matter. The Jets, with Mike White at quarterback, gets decapitated, basically, in the game against the Buffalo Bills, comes back. What kind of shape is he in going into this game? I'm not going to go nuts about Zach Wilson being a number two quarterback. It's the right move for the Jets. He can move around a little bit. You cannot say the same for Joe Flacco. But let's be real. If the Jets lose Mike White to an injury in this game, they're in a world of trouble. The Jets are getting a little disrespected here. They lose to a 10-win Minnesota team. They lose a hard-fought game to arguably the best team in the AFC and the Buffalo Bills. And basically, they pick them or they're plus one against Detroit. I think Detroit is way too trendy in this matchup. And Detroit can move the ball. They have been very impressive offensively. Their defense does not scare me. You can move the ball on Detroit. You have that combined with Jared Goff and some 45-degree temperatures. And the Lions, everybody's darling. Everybody's talking to Lions and the idea that they're going to make the postseason. This is a good spot for the Jets. And let's be real, from a Jets standpoint, they need to go 3-1 and one in their remaining four games for you to feel good about their playoff chances. Now, there are scenarios where that won't be good enough, conference record if you lost that last game to the Miami Dolphins. But I think most jet fans, if I presented you a contract and I say, I don't know what they're going to be, but you can go 3-1 and one in your remaining four games. Would you take it? I mean, I don't know how you don't. Because I think if you go 3-1 and one in your remaining four games, your playoff chance is going to be close to 90%. And am I going to take my chances with 90%? 1,000% from a Jets standpoint. So the goal is 3-1 and one in the final quarter of the year. We'll see if that starts Sunday against Detroit. And you got to monitor the status of Mike White, who I think is going to play. And then, of course, Quinn and Williams beat up last Sunday I know the Jets have a lot of talent on that defensive line, but let's be real about this. Quinn Williams is their best player. So I can't wait to watch this game on Sunday. Then you have the Giants and the Commanders, and the Giants are real. The Giants, after the 7-2 start, they've regressed. And to me, it's inevitable regression because we're talking about an offense that has struggled to run the ball because Saquon Barkley's gotten beaten up over the course of this year, and a receiver core that, to me, is the worst in the NFL. I was thinking about this the other day. As bad as the Texans are, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins would be number one thousand-yard receivers without hesitation if they played for the New York Giants. Daniel Jones has been put in a position where, He needs to make plays, and he doesn't exactly have a whole lot of explosive playmakers around him. That could be frustrating. The good news for him and the good news for the Giant fan this week, he's played his best football against Washington. He played well there last Thursday night last year. That's a game the Giants should have won. And they played a couple weeks ago. Giants should have won that game too. The problem is Washington's a more talented team. They're getting Chase Young back. On paper. Washington, in my opinion, deserves to be a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. They're better. What does Brian Dable have up his sleeve is my question. He, all September and October, was able to pull the rabbit out of the hat. The last couple weeks, he's been unable to do so. The giant defense that was opportunistic, that was making things happen, they have been unable to go and make that big play. Are they going to get it this week against Washington? Well, they're going to need it. The Giants are not built to go and play a game that's up and down the field. They got to win the turnover battle. They got to maximize in the red zone. And I think they got to keep this game in the 20s, low 20s, high teens, to have a legitimate chance to win. I think the Giants quarterback, a lot of people, uh, they're talking about his future and biggest game of his career. That's all true. I'm not worried about the Giants quarterback in this game. What I am worried about is the rest of the team and where are the big plays coming from and where are the turnovers coming from on the defensive side of the ball. If you could present me those two things, then the Giants have a legitimate chance to win. Giants need to get two more wins. That's the way I see it. If they can get to two more wins, because they are 7-5-1 and one on the air, that gets them to nine, I'd like their chances to get into the playoffs. But if they lose this commander game, At the Vikings, home indie, at Philly, with probably no motivation. Can they get two of those three? I'd rather get this one. So, two fascinating spots. We got the Jets at one o'clock. You got a little respite. And then we have the Giants Sunday night. Remember, we're gonna have a Spotify Live after the Giant game. We haven't done one of these in quite a while. But after Sunday night football, come to Spotify Live, we'll post it as a podcast, we'll work on magic like we do. Each and every week. All right. Voicemail time. Let's get them right out of the gate. Nine one seven three eight two one one five one. 382 I don't know where you guys are going to take these. I have no idea where you're going to take them. So uh, surprise me. Let's hear them, Stefan.
3: Hey, JJ. Peter from Ulster Park. Been listening since day one. Love the show. Listen, if I hear one more stupid Jets fan say they should trade for Aaron Rodgers, I might puke. The Jets over the years have either had a great defense and, um, quarterback and no offensive line, so the the um, quarterback gets killed. Let's uh, point out O'Brien, Sanchez, and Darno. okay? Or they have a great offensive line and a meh or poor quarterback and an idiot for a head coach. See, um, Rex Ryan and the Snoopy Bowl, um, you know, so why, when you finally have found lightning in a bottle, are you going to, uh, you, know, you know, basically go out and get uh, washed-up quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, stupidity. Um, let White play this season, next season, see what you got. So what that he's not a number one draft pick? Neither was Brady, neither was Montana, and no, I'm not saying he's either one of those. But let's find out who he is. Okay. Instead of constantly this wash and repeat, wash and repeat stupidity that the Jets put out there. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe they finally have something. All right, JJ, keep up the great work. Um, Love listening. Take care. Bye.
1: I think Mike White has an opportunity over the next four games to go and show he can be the quarterback next year. And I think in a perfect world for Jets, they're not in the market and getting a veteran quarterback next season because that eats up their salary cap. That puts them in a position where they can't load up the roster the way they would want to. It's far more advantageous for the Jets. Far more advantageous if Mike White can be the guy. Is he? Sure is out on that. He's got four games. He's a tough kid. He's run the offense better than Zach Wilson. But now you got to start winning these games. Mike White as a starter is 1-2. and Tough because the schedule has been very, very difficult. At Buffalo, at Minnesota, you didn't expect to win those games. Go and win this game, Mike White. That's the opportunity that's in front of you against the Detroit Lions. So we'll save the narratives for what the Jets are going to do with quarterback for the offseason. This is a four-game audition for him. This is his career. That's what he's playing for. Whether it's as a starter or a high-leverage, high-roll backup somewhere else, I think he's already earned that, quite frankly. You want to prove you're a starter in this league? Go get the team in the playoffs. That'd be a nice start. All right, who's next?
4: JJ, Justin in Miami. Good interview with, with Daniel Jones, as always. Huge game, obviously, this week with Washington. The Commanders, I mean, I think it's pretty clear if they win, they're in. But, you know, it's, it's really interesting trying to evaluate Jones this year because you know, I just don't know what you do. Like, I mean, I'm kind of to lean towards you really got to give this guy an opportunity with, with some help around him. I mean, this is might be the worst receiving core I've seen, since the Giants have really fallen into this dry spell since 2012, and that's saying something, but they have no weapons. You know, the line is still kind of a mess, although Thomas is obviously pretty good. And I just don't know, if you take your draft pick and draft some project quarterback, like a Levis or a Richardson, who, by the way, I don't think it are, are, are sure things by any means. You know, you have to use draft capital to trade up to get him. You already have a pretty talent, barren roster as is. I'm just not convinced that's the best approach. I almost think I'd rather, you know, draft a receiver in the first round, sign someone, give this guy a chance because he's played at a level of a solid starting quarterback this year. And, you know, one of the things with DJs, I don't think he's as good as a guy like, let me give you your guy, Tua, for example. But I don't know if Tua would be better for the Giants right now. You look at the situation, Jones has done about as well as you can hope to do with the lack of weapons around him. And, you know, if you just bring in a guy who, let's say, can throw the ball all around, but, You have no receivers. I don't know if that's a better situation. So I'm curious to see what they do. And I think it's, you know, I think they're going to end up bringing them
1: back. Talk to you later. I agree with you, Justin. And I think the Giants may not view Daniel Jones as their quarterback for the next five, six, seven years. But on a short-term contract for the next
5: two to three years? I'm in. I am
1: 1,000% in. He knows the offense. Brian Dable is comfortable with him. You give him an opportunity with better playmakers around him, and then you can fairly evaluate, all right, this is what we have. And that's not to say the Giants can't go and draft a quarterback this year. They can. They can draft a quarterback and have Daniel Jones back for another year or two. They have that option if that's the route they decide to go. But if I had to handicap it, it's the week before Christmas. Daniel Jones and the Giants have four games left. I would put the chances of Daniel Jones being back 75, 80%. That's how confident I am that I think they're going to go and bring him, you know, a two, three-year type of deal. And I think he'd be receptive to that. You know, everybody's asking him about the contract, too. We'll ask him out at the end of the year. Of course, it's something he's playing for. That, that goes without saying. But like the week to week evaluation of his contract, uh, guys, come on, come on, give it a rest with that. Like I'm not, I'm not asking Daniel that every week because it'd be annoying. Of course he's playing for it. Of course it's in the back of his mind. Beginning of the year, end of the year, case closed. All right, let's take one more.
6: Hey, JJ Charlie Elmhurst calling in. So uh, waiting on the Yankee news. I think he did have a big move. So waiting on them. But I actually, want to talk about the. The Knicks. So they won five in a row. Nice win. OT win over the Chicago Bulls. And at this point, I'm not like, you know, waving pom poms to get overly excited. I'm just like, okay, they're doing good. And far as concerned is Julius Randle has playing well, although the last couple of games, uh, the Kings game getting thrown out, that was inexcusable. And like, Julius Randle, like we know his limits, and like he started off really great, and he put up numbers, but at the end of the game situation, like you don't want to, you don't want him handling the ball, like the last possession before the Knicks uh prevailing OT, I mean, what was that? I mean, that's one of the worst like closeout in game possession. In basketball. I mean, that was so hideous. And thank goodness for Jalen Brunson, who is, you know, a four general who should be handling the ball. He should be the guy handling the in game, uh, close ass situation. Now, uh, if it wasn't for him, they would lost that game. Like, really. But the Knicks need a superstar. Uh, otherwise, the team's not, not going anywhere, really. Not going anywhere. But, I mean, I mean Jalen Brunson had not having, having him having as, as a nice ad, so yeah. I mean we'll, we'll see how it goes, but like like see like wait and see with the Knicks. So just keep keep winning games, okay. But not gotta be too overly excited about it. So that's about it. So hey, hey, how about maybe in the holiday, maybe in soon, maybe hope i uh, hope you have a JJ AMA because I missed that sick. I missed that. All right, man. Later. So, I think you've gotten
1: this year everything you could hope for out of Randall so far. I I hated that possession at the end of the game. It was just like you were treating Julius Randle like he was Kobe Bryant or LeBron James there for the final 20 or 24 seconds. Like, I'm sorry. He should not have the ball in his hands. That should be Jalen Brunson's ball, and he should be the guy orchestrating the offense and finding a guy like Julius Randle. This is my fear, though, with the Knicks. This is the team they have. They're competitive. They play hard. They have pieces. There's no upward trajectory. Like this at 43, 44, 45 wins is the best this team can do. So it's far more a conversation about the bigger picture. Now, to their credit, they're playing a guy like Grimes a lot more than Fournier. That's smart. They should be giving their younger players every opportunity. Right now, Obi Toppin's not there, so he's not able to get that opportunity. Do I think they'd be able to trade Randall still? No, I don't. I, I, I Even with the way he's playing right now, they couldn't trade him last year. He's playing poorly. Who, who's trading for Julius Randle right now would be my question. So I think the Knicks are going to ride it out. They're going to try to make the postseason with this team. They're going to hope that the Brunson, Barrett, Randall, Troika can get him. And I like Brunson. Listen, I love the signing because of the direction of the franchise. The player is incredibly likable. He plays hard. He's smart. He's got good basketball IQ. You want him with the ball in his hands at the end of games? Like, Brunson's a good player. And it's nice finally having a point guard, which is something the Knicks have not had in forever. That's it is refreshing. I'm not gonna lie, but like the vision for the organization, no, I still don't see it, and maybe I will at some point. But right now, I'm not there. Okay. All football Friday regulars. It's early. We're training. It is the holiday spirit season. You know, we got to be in the. Uh, I
5: guess the holiday spirit is the way you would phrase it.
1: Whatever. Same crap. Holiday season spirit. I mean, my brain's fried. It's not even. It's not even the Christmas party yet. It's fried can only imagine when it's going to be like uh second half of uh, Seattle, San Francisco, when I'm hooting and hollering for Geno Smith. That's right. I got that Seattle plus three and a half ticket. Say a prayer on that one. All right, Beningo, the Caesar, Cats, the Troika, the law firm, a Football Friday on a Thursday. The boys are up next.
0: With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag, Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag tall tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th. U.S. only C-Store online for details.
2: This episode is brought to you by State Farm. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash
7: browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not
1: to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's now time for week 15, old school, new school. Another winning week for Joe Beningo, despite the Monday night clunker from the Arizona Cardinals, the Jets with a monster game with the Detroit Lions. Joe, did you ever in a million years think that the Lions and the Jets would be the marquee game of Sunday? What a world, Joe.
7: Unbelievable. It really is. I don't know if it's the marquee game. I do know it is that the great Iron Eagle and Charles Davis will be doing the their sixth Jet game of the year.
1: Wow. Is it six for Iron and Charles? Wow. And, and
7: they, they're, unfortunately, they're two and three doing the games. But with that said, that means they're due for to get the five hundred this week, so you know. I feel, I feel like good
1: about you it. were treating Ian in a much different way, let's say, than you would be treating Spiro Ditis oh, wow. if the Jets were two and three. I understand why. Listen, Ion is Ian is the OG. He's my favorite play by play guy in yes. the sport. He's but the I think third. if there was a different announcer, Spiro, whoever the case may be, and they were two and three, you would not be showing them the same amount of love. Is that fair?
7: Well, it just shows how far our team has come that we have. See, look, to me, uh, uh, there's no question. Ian is the number uh, is the number two guy at CBS now behind Nance and probably should be one. He should be one. He,
1: he's my favorite. He, he's uh, the Joe, best I'll announcer take it a step, step further. He's my favorite play-by-play guy cooking right now in sports. No That's question. how good he is.
7: Number one. He's number one. He really is. He's the best. There's no doubt about
1: it. Um, right, how so, did you enjoy, aside from the loss, Yes. You don't get many experiences with the Nance Romo team. Mm. How did you enjoy it?
7: Uh, I thought Romo, you know, I sometimes have issues with him. Uh, Nance to me is overrated. I, I think Romo uh, really, really caught it right, you know? I, I thought. Wasn't it, really it did. Daniel
1: Russo going to fight line with Mike White amazing? Like, I was right. like, uh, that was perfect. Yep. It was perfect.
7: Yeah, 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 yeah. When Mike White came out of the locker room, I mean, I even Romo I think was stunned when they, when they walked out of the locker room with the helmet on coming. I couldn't believe he was coming back to play.
1: So, so that bless. brings me to this game Sunday. The Jets, and we'll we'll do the picks in a matter of moments. They need to win three of the next four if they want to be yeah. a playoff team. The uh, magic I, yeah. number maybe we've set you know along what, bro, is we've said all along is ten. Maybe you all, yeah. I still think ten will probably get you in probably. when it's all said and done. The, the the percentages and the chances work in your favor if you get to ten. Anyway. Right. Are you at all concerned about White getting beat up in the game, Quentin Williams leaving the game, the status of your team, not losing to Buffalo mm-hmm. and Minnesota, but your team not coming out of that game full and whole? Does that worry you a little bit?
7: Um, not not a whole lot. Uh, you know, thankfully, Quentin Williams didn't tear his knee up, what it looked like when he initially happened. I guess he's still day-to-day. I mean, that's what Salas said yesterday. I don't know. Calf if injuries said.
1: are tricky. Could be good to go. Right. Might miss right. the game. We don't know yet.
7: Right. The one good thing is that he, it's a, as good as he is, and he was dominating early on. Um, it's a position where we're loaded on the defensive line. So I, I do feel, you know, good about that. Uh, Mike's, here's what I'm, Mike White is, unless his leg is falling off, Mike White's playing because Mike White is playing for his career. There is no way and like I said, unless he absolutely can't breathe that he's not playing. And he and he did the they look the the clearly the right move was Wilson being the backup. Joe Flacco shot. He can't he's move. Done. Joe, he Joe is Flacco's incapable
1: done. of moving. They put Fun. him in the game, and yep. it was it, it was just so and listen, we're no fans of Zach Wilson, but Flacco is Fun. a statue back there. Statue. He cannot move around at all. And this
7: and one of the big mistakes in the game was that our offensive coordinator who makes me delirious sometimes. Why would you call a pass play? Uh, I, I think I think it was second down. Why would you call a pass play for the first play for Joe Flacco that he's going into the game cold? Why would you do that? Why don't you just run the ball? I don't want him throwing a pass there. And what happens? Boom, he gets sacked, he fumbles, and it costs him a field goal. You know?
1: So now Terrible. it'll be Wilson, but hopefully for your sake, you're not going to see Zach Wilson. And I don't want to Mike see White Zach show. Wilson
7: play again. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, listen, hopefully that's hopefully what my what what quarterback, quarterback, not just for the rest of this year, but going forward,
1: I hope ever that. again. Not wrong right. about that. Okay, right. so
7: we're through 14 weeks. Oh, by the way, one more thing before yes. we start. Uh, it looks like uh, January 13th, which is the Friday prior to the beginning of the playoffs, at the Brewing Company. If you want in,
1: I am in, and right. let's just hope. Both of our Both teams, teams. Right. will be in. I, I don't know if that'll I end up know being about the that. case. I Two weeks I ago, know. I would have said we got a good chance of it. Now it might be shaping up that one of us is going to have a very miserable start to the year. But that is a January problem, Beningo. Right. I am in. I'm not worried about it now. I am right. in More the Friday before the playoffs. Uh, I may be a little late because I'll be coming from television, but I will be there around eight yeah, o'clock. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll I'm, I'm going
7: to see Mike Monday. And we're going to set it all up. I'll let you know officially. It's not official yet, but it looks like.
1: And I love doing the hits with Joe, of course, at Hackensack Brewing. Yes. Three and two for Joe. He's now 39-26-5 on the year. Two and three not for bad. me. Got to get going at 35-33-2. The honor is yours, sir. Take it away. I'm having a
7: little uh, Poland Springs here. Give it a little pop.
1: There you go. I'm having my there Starbucks. A little coffee for me,
7: a little water There's... for you. All right. I'm starting. I, I'm, I'm going uh, to... Uh, We'll start with a game on Saturday, okay? I'm taking the Vikings laying the four and a half against the Colts at home in Minnesota. I just think the Vikings are going to bounce back. Look, they still haven't clinched the division. Uh, I don't know if a win here clinches the division for them or not. I'm not. I guess it does because the best that the Lions can do is ten. So this a win here by the Vikings clinches the division. Uh, I think the Colts. You know, they have, the bloom has kind of come off the Jeff Saturday rose here. Uh, I love Minnesota. I, I think they're gonna just—they're gonna just beat the crap out of the Colts in this game. You're only laying four and a half. Uh, like I said, the, 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 uh, clinching the division is on the line here for Minnesota. I, I'm sure they want to get this done as soon as they possibly can. So I'm taking the Vikings on Saturday, laying the four and a half at home against Indy.
1: Interesting. That's a game I don't want to go near. I think you're on the right side of it because Indianapolis got the bump, got the boost from the interim head coach now has backed into reality for a team that's going nowhere. Vikings coming off a loss, but 63% of the bets in on Minnesota. I'm actually surprised, Joe, quite frankly. This line is as low as it is. Yes. I thought yep. this should be a line yep. that's at six and a half, seven, seven and a half. All right. Uh, But the odds makers just do not like the Minnesota Vikings. Bro, I'm getting right to it. I'm saving. I'm getting the best right out of the way. <laughs> I love the Jets this week. I can't okay. stress this enough. The Jets are my favorite play of the week. Detroit, I know they're red hot. I know they're super trendy. I know if they win this game, they have a legitimate shot to go and make the postseason. The Jets, angry, coming off back-to-back losses. Jared Goff, for as well as he has played, and he's played really good football this year. No Tip question. Tip give him credit. The numbers, sub-45 degree temperatures, are putrid. For Jared Goff, assuming Mike White can make it through four quarters, that, that's a big caveat with this pick, guys. So if Mike White gets knocked out in the first quarter, I don't feel good about this pick. Right. right I just right. think your team is going to have a big effort here. I really do. I think your defense is going to have a big effort. I think you will be able to make plays against that Lions secondary that's not any good. And the disrespect Joe. You, you're a one-point underdog in the game. Get it out of the way. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm on a Jets plus one.
7: Yeah, I'm taking them as well. So I'm, I'm going to get right to it because you're on it. Uh, now, uh, I, the line has gone to, I believe the Jets are now one point under, uh, one point favorite in the game.
1: No. And so it so. keeps, this line is crazy. Right, so right. it opened Jets two Either and a half. Way. It Either got way. as high as Detroit minus two. Then right. the Jets became favorite again. And right now, as we speak on FanDuel, the Lions are a one point favorite. So that's what we're going with. Jets right. plus one.
7: Yeah, now I'm taking the line. Uh, I'm taking the Jets. I'm with you 100. I feel good about this game. The disrespect for my team is really insane. You know, they've only been favored two games this year, and really only one because even the Denver game, they were they were underdog the whole week until it became obvious that Russell Wilson wasn't playing in that game. And then once we got to game time, they were favored. So really, the only game that they've been favored is favored all year is the Bears at home, which is just mind boggling when you think about it. Uh, I love what Sal has said about the. Uh, we're going to see Buffalo again. I really do. I feel. I. 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 I look. I feel good. I think that. I think they're going to win. Uh, definitely three more. I could see him running the table. As crazy as that sounds, I'm a little worried about Quinton Williams's injury. That's a big hit. But they are. It, it is a position where they got a lot of guys on the defensive line. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, but I think Mike White. Mike White's going to play, bro, unless his leg falls off. Because Mike White is playing for his career. And I don't think there's any question about that. So I'm with you on the Jets. I'm going to take the point, and I'm going to run with it. So uh, we we, a family play on the Jets for uh, game two for me,
1: game one for you. So you're going to notice a theme now with the next two picks I'm about to make. And I promise you, Joe, this is not my heart talking. Mm -hmm. This is my head and my Vegas sense talking. I promise you that. But game two, I love Vegas this week against Mm -hmm. the New England Patriots. I don't like Vegas. I love Vegas this week. There's a misconception that's out there. Listen, Belichick's the greatest head coach I've ever seen in my life. I own it. Probably in any sport, by the way. In any sport. I totally agree. Not not even (laughs) up for debate. But a lot of people out there are like, oh, Belichick, he owns his assistants. Wrong. Look at what his assistants have done to him over the years. Mangini had some success. Brian Flores went three and one. Even that loser, Matt Patricia, Beat him when he was in Detroit. McDaniels gets his first opportunity to coach against Belichick. There are no secrets here. Belichick knows what McDaniels wants to do. McDaniels, who was with Bill for forever, knows what he wants to do. It's New England's second week on the West Coast. They are beat up going into this game. I know they beat Arizona. Stevenson got beat up. Mm -hmm. Devontae Parker got beat up. And I think the Raiders are going to get up for this game. I really do. I think they're a better team than New England. I think they're a more explosive team than New England between Adams and Jacobs. I think it's a big bounce back game for Derek Carr. And I think the fact that this line is what it is with the Raiders being a losing team and New England having everything to play for here in this game. I'm on the Raiders, Joe Benigno. And I know that will be a pleasant pick for you and I if it comes to fruition on Sunday. Give me Vegas, they get it done.
7: You know, I really thought about that game. I was looking at the Raiders. I just, I said, you know what? I, I you like don't want to re- get
1: involved because you're already too emotionally invested. Right. Pretty I can much. understand that. Yeah, and, you know, much. I could have gone the other way with the emotional heads. But like I said, That's- this right. is not my heart talking. This is my head right. talking.
7: Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I would like them a little better if they had not blown that game to the Rams, you know, and they coming in on that four-game winning streak. Uh, where they still see, got I actually, I actually
1: like the fact that they lost the game. You could okay. say, "Oh, okay. they could quit," but I think that's kind of going to eat at them now, going into quit. a little extra time. To I don't
7: see Devontae Adams and, and uh, Josh Jacobs aren't quitting. And I Carr
1: Carr not a guy who's got quit in. Right. Them. No right. way.
7: Right. I, like I hope you are right. I I, uh, I would lean that way, but I was a little hesitant to take it. But I hope you are right. All right, game three. I don't. I never do. I haven't done this all year, but I am doing it today. I'm taking both New York teams. I'm taking the Giants getting four and a half in Washington. I, to me, I don't know if the Giants are winning this game, but I, this is a field goal game. You, you, look, they tied the first time. I mean, you're getting four and a half here. Uh, this game is a three-point game anyway it goes. Uh, I, that's the way I look at it. I think Washington is overall better than the Giants are, but the Giants, you know, they've, it's four straight without a win. They got a four-game winless streak. This is a massive game, national TV, Sunday night, you know, I, I I know they're banged up. I know they have all kinds of injury problems. I know they got no weapons at all. By the way, I want to say this. I want to give some credit to Daniel Jones, who I think has had a phenomenal year. I mean, you you say whatever you want about Daniel Jones. with You look at the team he's on with the lack of weapons. He's got no wide receivers basically at all, okay? You know, he's got Slayton. That's it. Austin, and Slayton's not any
1: good. That's but the other okay. thing, Joe. He's a number three wide receiver. No, if he was, let's put it this way: if Darius Slayton was on the Jets, he's the fourth wide receiver. Yeah. think about yeah. that for a minute. Yeah, the no, four. you're right.
7: He's the four guy. No, I agree with you. He 100, 100. And you know, Barkley hasn't played. He had a great first half. The second half, he hasn't been you know anywhere close to what he was in the first half. I think Jones has had a tremendous year. I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit. If I'm the Giants, I bring him back. And you maybe want to you see bring... what
1: he's going to be able to do with actual talent right, around right. him. He's no taking question. care of the turnovers. Right. He can make plays with his yep. legs. And listen, yep. Joe, I, I, I'm not looking at Jones where I say this guy is going to be a star, but no. can this guy be a productive no top half quarterback in the league? Yes, he can. No doubt. He can. Yeah.
7: So, so I think he's going to have a big game. I think it's going to be a close game. I, I don't know. Look, This could go either way. I think four and a half is a big number here. To be very honest, bro, I, I figured maybe three in this game. Maybe two-and-a-half Washington would be favored. Uh, I'm taking the Giants getting four-and-a-half on Sunday night against the Commanders.
1: See, I'm staying away from this game. I I understand your point. They should have won the first game. Jones has had great numbers against Washington throughout his career. I'm just nervous that the gap in talent is going to be a problem for the Giants because, again, Chase Young now coming back. Washington's got a lot of different ways to beat you on the defensive line. This game was like an immediate stay away from me, Joe. I saw it. I'm like, mm, not going not going anywhere near the game. I like your game a lot. The giant homander game, I do not feel great about it. Okay, the second game that has a rooting interest to you and I, that I will be on. And again, this is my head, not my heart. I love Tennessee getting three against the LA Chargers. I don't like it. I absolutely love it. The Chargers right now are everybody's darlings. They had this great game plan against my team. Everyone was just, Raising the accolades of Justin Herbert, Collin'sworth. I mean, my goodness, that I wanted to vomit. listening to that yep. broadcast. Yeah, now you're and he right. He played a great game, but yep. it was just like, oh, it was right. insufferable. You would have thought right. Justin Herbert right. threw five touchdowns and 550 yards, that it was the greatest quarterback performance he's ever seen in his life. Anyway, the Chargers can't stop the run. The Titans are coming off two horrible, horrible, horrible losses. Eagles smoked. Jaguars smoked. Now, they're beat up. That scares me a little bit. But Mike Vrabel plays the underdog card better than anybody. They're an underdog in this game. His record as an underdog is fantastic. And you can exploit the Chargers' biggest weakness. You keep Herbert on the sideline. You run Henry 40 times. I think you get a better game out of Ryan Tannehill. And I I just think the Titans find a way to win this game, Joe. I'm not – this is the sort of game where if the Chargers did win – I might start thinking about them differently, but I need to see it. They got to prove it to me. Second straight week. I hope it doesn't burn me. Give me the Tennessee Titans plus the three.
7: Well, that's our second family play because I'm with you, too. I like the Titans in this game. You get three. Uh, I saw it as at two and a half as well. Uh, everything is, look, the Titans need to win a game. I mean, that's the bottom line. Like you said, they so got Joe, if they, they lose
1: this game, Bro, Jacksonville plays them the last game of the year. Right. Right They're, Now, Jacksonville has to beat your team and has more work right. to do. The point being is, there would be an avenue for Jacksonville to maybe steal this division, as crazy as that sounds.
7: No, I know it. I know it. Now, this is, again, the Titans have to win a game here. They they really do. So I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think it's a monster game. Look, it's a monster game for the Chargers, too. But I like the Titans a lot here. they got to find a way to win a football game because, like you said, they have looked absolutely horrible the last two weeks and just getting killed by the Eagles, getting killed by the Jaguars. So I'm with you family play for my fourth pick. I'm taking the Titans with you plus three against San Diego. Cause that's what they really are.
1: Yeah. I mean, not ideal for me as far as trying to make up ground with you, consider I'm going right. family in two games, but Hey, what you like is what you like. And that's gotta the way go it's gotta it, be. Right. Yep. Uh, I'm going to Monday night for game number four. Okay. I like the green Bay Packers to lay the lumber against the Rams. The Rams had their moment. They beat the Raiders. Baker Mayfield pulls the game out of the fire. Let's not get nuts here with the Rams. The Rams basically made two plays on busted coverages, and now everyone is basically canonizing Baker Mayfield. Oh, he's back. One other thing, comes.
7: Let me me throw one other thing in that game. There was a monster penalty in the game-winning drive against the Raiders when one of their defensive linemen knocked the ball out of Mayfield's hands, and they hit him with an unsportsmanlike.
1: And gave 15 yards and stopped Huge the play. They don't, probably don't win without that play. To be totally honest. agree. Totally agree. An inexcusable, inexplicable coverage. Yep. I don't think the Packers, Joe, have many moments left this year. But I think giving them the stage of a Monday night game, I think they will have more to play for here at home than a team like the Rams, who's going into the frigid temperatures. Mm-hmm. They're going on the road. They're all sorts of beat up. I think the Packers have a moment here Monday night. I do. I Christian Watson, the running game. I'll lay the seven. And LA seems to be the pick that everybody wants to make. Oh, give me seven. Give me Baker Mayfield. Right, right. right Monday right. night, you got to wait for it. Give me the Packers. I haven't taken the Packers. I can't tell you the last time I took but, the no, Packers. I, well,
7: but I'll lay the, the seven. Understand, understandably so. You know, there's not much there this year. That's for sure. But I like that. And like I said, go back to that play on on. Uh, by the Raiders, man. It really cost them the game. I think that on that play, if I'm not mistaken, they sacked Mayfield on that play. And then this idiot, it wasn't Crosby. I forget who it was. One of the alive. Knocks the ball out of Mayfield's hand for an unsportsmanlike 15-yard penalty. I mean, it just killed them. That was a killer play in the game. So, but uh, anyway, all right. My final pick, I'm, th- this team, I went against them last week. And I, I, I've kind of been with this team a lot this year. And I went against them last week and I got burned. I like the Panthers laying two and a half at home against Pittsburgh. I really do. I think the Panthers, you know, they could win that division, man. If they run the table, they're going to win the division. They've already actually the Panthers have beaten everybody in their division already. Okay, they're playing well. I, it's like a broken record ever since Matt Rule's been gone and and Cat McCaffrey. This has been a different team. The Panthers. Sam Donald actually played a decent game last week in Seattle. Give that coach ran.
1: credit too. That coach yeah, has done a will. good job with that team. They've not no quit doubt. at all and they've played yeah. hard for him. Yep.
7: Yep. And they run the ball. They ran for like 250 yards in this game last week against Seattle. Uh, Chuba, Hubbard, I don't even know how the Black Shear, whoever these guys are. Uh, and you're only laying two and a half. You're not, you you know, you're not even laying the three. I I love the Panthers here, laying two and a half at home against Pittsburgh. I really do.
1: I'm right there with you. I think is the right side in that game. And if the Steelers end up starting Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback, oh, women and too. children, right. oh, my it. goodness. He that's was right. so bad in that right. Raven right. game. Yeah, they had right. no business losing that right. Raven game. They had, like, four possessions inside Raven territory, and they came away with, like, three points because he threw three interceptions. Yeah. God, Trubisky is awful. All right, Joe, I think I'm going to shock you here. Last but not least, I think the Dolphins are playing a big game on Sunday. The more and more I've thought about it, and I'm not saying they're going to win the game because I don't think they're going to win the game. There is not a soul on planet Earth who thinks they (laughs) have a chance to go into Buffalo and play well. And if I'm in that locker room, that is my motivation. Now, look, the offense for the Dolphins in wind and snow scares me. But let's not lose sight of this. The Buffalo Bills, they are not a team that's built for 30-mile-an-hour winds And having Mm -hmm. a game where it's snowy and all sorts of treacherous. Yes, Josh Allen can run it, but don't think that the Buffalo Bills now have Thurman Thomas running the football Mm -hmm. for 30, 35 carries. I think this game is going to be ugly. I think it's going to be nutty because of the conditions. I think it's going to be 16, 10, Mm -hmm. 14, 9, like weird. You're going to be watching this game saying, is this the modern-day NFL? And I'm going to grab the seven here. Now, if Buffalo smokes him and wins by 30, I'm going to look like a horse's ass here. But again, the fact that nobody is going to give Miami a chance in this game. And Joe, this line was at seven and a half. Public, you know, is on Buffalo in this game after what they of, saw of Sunday course, night. No question. The line has come down to seven. I find that rather fascinating that the line has moved down to seven. I'm not predicting a Dolphin win. I'm not. I think Buffalo will find a way to win the game. But this is going to be a tight game. I'm grabbing seven with Miami.
7: Well, I'll tell you this. I I I'll say this. I think if Miami, you know, I, run the football, give the ball to Mostert. give the ball to the other guy. And Wilson. Run the ball. They, and Wilson, they they've gone away
1: from that the last that's, two weeks, Joe. It's that's killed what them. You gotta, right, you're right. That's what you got to do in this
7: game. I mean, I, well, I, and know. not only that,
1: how about getting Tyree kill the ball, end of rounds. screens. Yeah, right, right. You give him right, an end around, he's taking it ten of fifteen right, yards. Right. He right. is. So yeah, I think no, there's value real. getting seven here with Miami in this game. I really do.
7: Yeah, look, I mean, say whatever. you Look, Buffalo's defense is really good. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not. They got a very tough defense, and the defensive line is, is really good. But, you know, offensively, you know, you watched a game last week. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Stefan, I mean, I understand my defense is good. My secondary is very good. Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis did nothing in that game. You know, Stefan Diggs had one catch for about 25 yards, and that was about, I think he caught two balls, maybe three in the game, but he had one big play for about 20, 25 yards. Unfortunately, it set up a touchdown for them, but, but he didn't do a lot. Their whole running game is Allen. They'd have, they have their running game is Josh Allen. I mean, you know, let's be real. He's their best running back. They don't really run the ball at all. So I, I, I you know what, bro? If I was playing this game, I'd take the points too, because I think it's a low scoring game. It's supposed to snow in Buffalo. They're saying one to three inches up there is what I saw. Yeah, and normally
1: night. you would say, oh, for a month. And listen, I'm not saying that is going to throw the ball great in the elements. I, right. I don't think he will, quite frankly, Joe. But I think the game plan will be, hey, we're not going to throw the ball down the field. They and, and if you're going to try to, I think you could, both teams could run into trouble dealing with that. Like that hurts Buffalo too, in my opinion. I right. really
7: do. But the bottom line in this game is going to be very similar to my game with them last week. Whoever turns the ball over is going to lose. Yes. And that really, you, you know, you you look at that. That's really what beat my team last week. They put the ball on the ground twice. Buffalo didn't turn it over. We had that ter- and the terrible offside penalty by Mosley, which really turned over. That
1: changed around. the whole game. Not the, the quarter fumble. No question. CJ Mosley jumping right. off on fourth down, no changed the entire field of the game.
7: Oh, no question about it. No doubt. But, you know, and that's one thing with my defense. You know, get, we're not forcing turnovers. That's a big part of this game. Whoever turns it over is going to wind up losing the game. So if I was playing the game, bro, and I don't think Miami's winning, but I would take the seven. I'm with you. I think it's going to be an ugly, similar to the game against the jets. Yes. Business By the goal. way, Joe,
1: the total in this game from 47 and a half, it is now down to 43 and a half. Yeah. So what does that yeah. tell you? Yeah. Under, under, yeah. Under.
7: yeah. Under. Well, because, and like I said, the weather is what I'm hearing. It's like three inches of snow. So, you know, I'm sure that they're looking at that too. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I got a nice Saturday night all lined up about watching the uh, watching two of my favorite teams. go.
1: I'll after. tell you this. I'm going to need a lot of cocktails to get through <laughs> Buffalo and Miami. Thank yeah. God I'm not going to be up there with those lunatics. You could not pay yeah. me enough money to go and sit with those nah, crazies. I'm dude. i tell you,
7: man. I, I, you could look from what I've heard. Okay. And, you know, you know, obviously, Iron Ira, Ira Staten Island goes to all these games. He says he's told me repeatedly the worst fans there are, are the Bill fans. Worse than the Not even close. The Patriot fans are a day at the beach compared to the Buffalo Bears.
1: Uh, From my experience of going to one game up there, I totally understand Ira's point. I totally, yeah. totally get it. So to recap, Joseph and I with two family plays. Joe has Minnesota. He has the Giants. He has Carolina, Tennessee, and the, and he has the Jets, of course. I have the Jets and Tennessee together. Vegas, the Green Bay Packers laying seven. The Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you this, Joe, they don't cover this week. I'm done taking the Dolphins the rest of the year at plus seven.
7: Well, the Dolphins don't exactly have a layup schedule the rest of the way either. So, you know.
1: No, they do not. And next week, Joseph, we will tape before your Thursday night extravaganza against the Jaguars. Okay,
7: well, you know what we're going to have to do because I'm going to the game. All right? I will
1: be there as well with Stefan. We will be there. Okay,
7: so we'll have to probably do it during the day like this would be a good time to do it next week.
1: Lock it in. We got you covered every which way. Uh, Enjoy the games. I'll save my Christmas pleasantries for uh, next week, okay?
7: Beautiful. By the way, one more thing here. One more thing. Carlos Correa, 13-year deal. 13 years?
1: 13? The years and the money in baseball is nuts. And by the way, didn't Boris play that perfectly? Leaking a story that the Mets are interested. That comes out at 9 o'clock. The new offer from the Giants came about an hour and a half, two hours later. Say what you want about Boris. Now, Joe, you know, he knows how to play the game, bro.
7: Yep, right. And how about the fact that my team has gone. When you, we have gone from the owners that were in the outhouse to the all-time penthouse
1: with this guy. Sounds about right.
7: Sounds about right. 40 million payroll?
1: What? Come what on. a world. And the crazy thing is, they've only scratched the surface because you know they're going to be bigger spenders when Otani and Soto and these oh, guys yeah, yeah, are available yeah. next year. Or yep.
7: No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, you keep right, bro, enjoying this up.
1: fantasy world for your Mets. Good, good for Fantasy. You.
7: Crazy. Who are you liking this game tonight? It's a good game tonight. Actually, I like Seattle.
1: To- I grabbed three and a hook. I think they're begging you to take the Niners. Yeah. yeah. I feel better about three and a hook. I think you get a big effort out of Seattle tonight. Remember, yeah. as good as Purdy has been, first start now on the road, crazy environment. Seattle's a tough place to play. I like see it. And
7: it's a big game for the Seattle, too. They I need a lot game. more than the Niners. No doubt about it. All right, bro. I will chat next week. Love and happiness. Let's go, Jets. Good luck with all your picks. All
1: right, Art the Caesar coming up next. We go from Joe Beningo to our guy in the desert, Art the Caesar. Superbook, Westgate Extraordinaire, getting ready for Week 15. Triple header on Saturday. Full slate Sunday. Um, Art, I want to start here. These Saturday games. Because they're standalones. Am I crazy to think that these lines are a little sharper than the normal run of the mill Sunday game?
2: No, that, that's very fair, JJ. Um, you know, standalone games, a lot of the times with Thursday, Monday, and Sunday night games, we have to not shade things, but we have to, especially Sunday and Monday night, we have to recognize that so many things will be tied into those games as far as money line parlays and teasers and even just kind of the bailout specials. So we recognize that those lines will be a little bit tighter, but uh I think you can kind of say that for these Saturday games, especially your game, the late game. Oh,
1: Art, isn't yeah. everybody in their mother teasing Buffalo yes. down to pick them. I love yes. that dude. I, that is the hope for me that the dolphins have a legitimate chance to win that. Buffalo is going to – I think Buffalo is going to be the most teased game
2: of the week in my opinion. I really do. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you could throw Buffalo in there, and the number is is big, but the Eagles will be a very big teased team as well because everyone will take seven and make it two. So, But you're right. Buffalo, with the six and the seven, making it a pick or one, Buffalo will definitely be the most teased team.
1: All right. Giants this week looked deader than dead against Philadelphia. But yet, Art, line goes from three and a half to four and a half with the Commanders. Everybody betting the Giants this week. Is that accurate? Because I'm seeing these breakdowns right now, and I'm stunned.
2: Yeah, you know, for us, it was actually, we had it a little bit higher. We actually hit as high as five. So we hit five with the Giants. We had some buy on the Giants at that number. It's actually been pretty decent as far as split action for us. Probably a little bit higher on the Giants, you know, 55 58%. But I'll say this, that number, and this is not me being a Giant homer, I think that number is just a a tick too high. I I think they just played, this is legit, almost loser go home for the playoffs. This is life on the line for the Giants, a divisional game. This has the feel of a three-point game. The fact that it's as high as five, now four and a half, I just think it's a little too high. And I think the public and the sharp bettors are thinking that, especially because they just saw a tie.
1: This Jet-Lion game is fascinating to me. Or I've seen this line move like 10 zillion different times. <laughs> uh, it opened Jet two and a half. Then the Lions were favored by two. Now it's back to Jets minus one. On FanDuel, Jets are plus one. Where is this line ending up by kickoff? Do we have any idea?
2: No, and, and, and this is one of the more fascinating ones. And the Lions had that last week with a fascinating line, being a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home against a 10-2 and two Minnesota team. For look-ahead lines for us, we had standard Jets at home minus three. And now we're at a pickle. But you're right. I have seen around town, Jets minus one, Lions minus one. It really is. It's going to be in that ballpark. It's never going to approach two or two-and-a-half or three on either side. I think you'll stay at the one or one and a half unless some crazy injury news breaks. I think you'll probably get the Lions favored by kickoff.
1: Interesting, very, very yeah. interesting. All right, bud. What's the? Let's see if we're on the same page with this. Is Cincinnati laying three and a half the rat line in a week? Because I think it is.
2: Ooh, yeah, it, that that's a real tough one. It, it, it is. I also think, and because we talk about this on this pod all the time. I think the Chargers laying three as well is kind it's of a another wrap one. Yeah, dude, after
1: the Chargers just had their win of the year on Sunday yep. Night Football, uh, Chris Collinsworth is basically using every adjective in the in the <laughs> vocabulary of the English language to describe Justin Herbert. Like, dude, I, 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 the Titans. I, I'll give you a little spoiler alert. I can't love the Titans enough this week, Art.
2: I, I agree. You know, there was. A lot of the times when I'm looking for teasers, there's really only a couple of games I can zero in on. There were about four or five this week. Titans didn't make it for me, but the Titans were right there. And I just, this is another, like, the Titans need this game in the worst way. They both do. They're both fighting for their playoff fives. But we've always said it. Chargers are a bad favorite. Titans, you think, are going to come in and give you a really good effort on Sunday. So the fact that the Chargers are three, like, and I'll say this. A lot of bets on the Chargers this week. So if you like Titans, you like to see that.
1: I like I like hearing that. I like seeing that. All right, let's get to my picks and let's get to Joe's picks. Um, let me start with Joe. He's on the Titans. He's on his beloved New York Jets. He's on the Giants. I think you're on the right side of that game with Mr. Beningo. Minnesota and Carolina. Thoughts on Joe's picks.
2: Wow. Um, we'll start with the locals. Obviously, the Jets I love. I love the Giants as well. I think we've talked about it. I don't think there's any issues. Titans as well. I just, you know, especially Giants and Titans getting points. I just, and and another thing with the jet game, the Lions, everyone's falling all all over themselves about this. Now the Lions have to go outside in the cold. Golf,
1: sub 45 degree temperatures is
2: brutal. Yes. Brutal.
1: Now, he did win in MetLife earlier this year. I want to give him credit for that. But aside from that, Art, he's been awful in cold weather.
2: Yeah, he has. And he's got to also play that jet defense. And that Jet defense is good. So that's another thing with not liking the Lions in that spot. The Panther one is interesting. That is a fascinating game because the NFC South is so bad. Basically, the winner who gets the seven wins is going to win that division. That's how bad the Bucks have been. Carolina, like, controls their own destiny. But, you know, that one has really moved so much. I mean, the fact that we have Panthers minus three. Now, I know Pittsburgh's got a lot of issues. Pickett. If, if Trubisky plays, I get it. You have to take the Panthers, but I don't know. I got to put a next next to that one. It's just tough. I, I, I understand Joe's thinking there, but I just can't back the Panthers. And Minnesota, I get. I mean, Minnesota at home, it's four. It's over the three, but That you know, line
1: seems low, dude. It,
2: doesn't that line does. seem too low? It does, but I think that goes to Minnesota doesn't get a lot of respect. They don't get a lot of respect in the betting public. A lot of the sharp Guys, don't bet Minnesota. Minnesota, a lot of times, is the square move, especially when they're the favorites, and a lot of times they are the favorite. Um, but the Colts are bad. I just, Minnesota will come to play. So I like that pick for Joe. I'm giving Joe four out of one this week.
1: All right. Well, I have two of Joe's five plays. I'm on the Jets, I'm on the Titans. The other three I like are, uh, uh, and this will be the last time I take the Dolphins if they don't cover this week. Yeah, I just think it's a kitchen sink game for them. I think it's going to be an ugly game with all the conditions up there. And I just think they're undervalued in this spot. I really do after what we saw on Sunday night. So I'll take the Dolphins to cover the seven. I love Vegas this week against New England. New England's second week on the West Coast. Vegas, the Belichick disciple has done very well against Belichick. Flores, Patricia beat him, Man, Genie's had success. So I like Vegas, and I like the Packers on Monday night. I think the Rams had their moment. Now you put them in cold temperatures. I think they'll have no desire to play that game. So Jets, Titans, Dolphins, Packers, Vegas, your thoughts.
2: Obviously, Jets and Titans, we like. Get into your squad. You know, we texted about this earlier in the week. I'm with you. And, you know, you you missed the best number. We had seven and a half. But, you know, a lot of the sharp money came in on Miami early in the week. We talked about all the square and public guys. They'll be on Buffalo minus seven, but they'll also be on them on money lines, teasers, and all that good stuff. And when you have two or three of those like seven-point favorites that fall into that role, usually one of them loses outright. So Buffalo could lose outright. So taking the seven, seven and a half, I'm with you on Miami. The Packers, you're absolutely right. I mean, the Rams are awful. The Packers are awful too. Don't get me wrong. But I think the line is telling. I think that it's seven makes you realize that in Lambeau Field, Rodgers, They'll come to play. I'm with you. The Rams had their moment. They beat that bad Vegas team who always loses games when they have leads. So I'm with you on the Packers. I actually am not with you on Vegas. I actually think New England wins the game. I just think they're better than the Raiders. I like that they stayed on the West Coast after the game against Arizona. You know, If you look at the Patriots schedule, obviously they beat Arizona. If they beat Vegas, that puts them at 8-6. They're the last wild card right now. And their last three are tough, Miami, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. They need this game if they want to make the playoffs. So I think Belichick and his staff and the boys and the defense will be ready to go against Vegas. I think New England wins. I have you as 4-1 as well. So you're both very high this week. I'm going to lean you this week, though.
1: All right, let's hope that means a winning week. Okay, Art, we got to get you back to winning ways. Let's get the teaser going once again. You said there's a lot of teaser options you like.
2: So what's it going to be? Yeah, absolutely. And what is the name of this podcast? New York, New York. We are going to go with a New York themed two team six point tease. It's rare that you find it, but you got to love it. Giants. You got to take the Giants. We're going to make the Giants 10 and a half. It's too high. It, it is a three to seven point game. I'm going to take the 10 and a half and run. I'll be pulling for my boys big. I hope they win. I don't know if they'll win, but I'll take the 10 and a half. And like I said, I've seen Detroit minus one out there. So you're going to give me the Jets plus seven with that defense at home? I'll take that all day. So let's make it a holiday New York, New York theme. Two teams, six point tees, Giants plus 10 and a half, Jets plus
1: seven. A New York, New York tease. That's a first. I think it is yes, a, uh, a podcast first. All right, brother, we'll chat before the Slater games on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Good stuff as always, all right? JJ, you're the best. Let's cast some tickets, my brother. Arthur Caesar out in Vegas. Superbook extraordinaire. We'll wrap it up with our main man, a fantasy guru, Jason Katz. So we wrap it up. It's playoff time. I hope you still have a team involved in your fantasy playoffs. Jason Katz, Pro Football Network. Buddy, we need you now. Uh. Out of curiosity, out of the amount of teams that you uh, roster, how many are going to the postseason? I think the audience is dying to know. All right. I am in 10 leagues, which some of you may see. 10 seem leagues? <laughs> I, I mean, I know that's your job and it's a part of your livelihood here. How do you, how do you manage? All right. So what happens is um, I get
5: really excited for football, like you know, in July and August. And, of course you And do. I really want to draft. And my drafts, my home leagues, are often kind of just backloaded toward the first week in September. But I want to do some drafts. So I get a little carried away finding leagues online with random people, mostly auctions, and I just end up with more leagues than I plan on doing. So 10 leagues, uh, I'm able to manage them. It helps on Yahoo because you have that list of all of them in one spot. It makes it easier. I made the playoffs in eight of them. So 80%, I will take that any given year.
1: Absolutely. 80% clip rate. Not too shabby, my brother. Not too shabby. All right. We see this with the fantasy playoffs a lot. These unlikely heroes that get picked off the waiver wire that can determine whether or not you end up winning a championship or not. If I'm not mistaken, Cordero Patterson one year kind of fit the mold. I I could probably think of some other examples of guys that like, all of a sudden, they, they they break out, they get an opportunity, they go and shine, and they can maybe make the difference for you come playoff time. Is there one guy on the waiver wire, Cats, that can maybe be that guy to fantasy owners? Is that possible or no?
5: See, it's tough because what you're thinking of is years past. I know another guy like C.J. Anderson comes to mind. The oh, problem- I was <laughs>
1: C.J. Anderson. What a legend. Of course. We also
5: had, uh, in years past, remember, the legend of Tim Hightower. I mean, there's been some guys that have just appeared out of nowhere to carry people in the fantasy playoffs. The problem is, in modern fantasy football, and it's a credit to all of you out there listening, you are all a lot better now as a whole than you were even five years ago. These guys just aren't out there anymore because they're already on rosters. Guys like like Samaje Piron, if Mixon got hurt, we, we we saw that. He's on rosters. Um, we, we saw Zonovan Knight, for example. That's a guy out of nowhere who could be a difference maker. Of course, he's already been added. This, this this happened three weeks ago when Michael Carter sprained his ankle, and now Knight is is the lead back. He's someone that could be a difference. He's not going to be a league winner in the way that those other guys were where he's putting up 20 fantasy points per game, but he can get you 12 to 14 and kind of be a productive guy. So that's someone that if you're able to get him. He's definitely on that list. But in terms of anyone out there now that you may be able to pick up, what you should be looking for is – Handcuff running backs. I mean, I look at Alexander Madison rostered in 33% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, he's, as we know, completely useless when Dalvin Cook is healthy. But you never know. we got three weeks left. Obviously, this week, Cook's healthy. Maybe he gets hurt this week. I sure hope not. I hate rooting for injuries. I never root for injuries. Hate injuries. But if it happens, well, Madison's a league winner for the last two weeks. So those are the guys you want to put on your bench now to just give yourself some more lottery tickets, a, a shot at having that big boost in the semifinals or the finals if it were to come to fruition.
1: I like that strategy. Now, another strategy question. Are you thinking about streaming defenses? Should you be looking into, let's say, next week, if there's like a great matchup available, and make the claim now and kind of stash that defense if it's like, wow, I'm getting this team or I'm getting that team. Would you think about that?
5: Absolutely. I did that in uh, two of the leagues where I have buys. I, I clinched last week. So heading into week 14, I already clinched the buy. I don't really care about first or second place if it's not paying any money. So I just I'm just building my entire roster for week 16 at that point. Now week 17, week 16. I'm a firm believer of you got to get there. The focus should be on week 16 if you have that buy. So I picked up the Titans defense because they're playing against the Texans in uh, in week 16. That's someone you could look at. The problem now is I mean people are already kind of onto that waiver severity process. So those who are going to stash probably already are. But there are still a couple options out there pick up the Jets. I know Trevor Lawrence has been playing great, but the Jets have an elite defense. It's home. It's Thursday night in a short week could be an ugly game. They're only they're out there in 60% of Yahoo League, so you could grab them for week 16. And I mean, I hate to say it, but maybe the Vikings defense. Home against the Giants, the floundering Giants. Uh sorry to the New York fans, but uh the Giants are kind of falling back down to earth here, and it, it's not not the worst idea. A uh, couple more options to throw out there got the Broncos. Uh, They're playing the Rams. That's an option. The Rams also, if they're out there, playing the Broncos. Both of them are an option. Uh, And then possibly the Chargers. If the Colts lose another game, maybe they go back to Sam Ellinger. I mean, they certainly shouldn't. But if it happens, we got the Chargers on the road. Uh, They're out there in 75% of Yahoo leagues. So that's another option. These are all teams you should be looking at now to pick up for next week if you have the spot and if you have the buy.
1: Okay. Speaking of defenses, before we get to matchups of the week, I saw this tweet earlier in the week. Figure I'd bring it to your attention. John Higgins, NYC, sent a tweet my way and your way asking about defenses for this week and wanted it on the Football Friday pod. So men of the people, I deliver for the Hig. Vikings D this week, Panthers D this week, Browns D this week. All good options. Who do you like the best?
5: I mean, I... I get the love of the Vikings facing the Colts, but, I mean, man, this Vikings defense, I know I just talked about them as a possible streaming option, but, I mean, it's more of like if you don't have a better alternative, I kind of think the Colts win this game. So, uh, not looking at the Vikings there. Um, We're to, what, the Browns and you said the Panthers? Correct. All right. The Panthers at home against the Steelers is very interesting if we're getting some combination of Mason Ruff and Mitch Trubisky he think is right now treading towards playing, but you never know. Concussions are a tricky thing. And I don't love the Browns because I do think that we're getting Tyler Huntley this week. Uh, I'm not sure how he's clear the concussion protocol in just, in just five days, but uh, he's treading in that direction with a full practice on Wednesday. That's usually kind of the last step where, where he gets cleared then on the Thursday or the Friday. And so I think I would lean the Panthers there as the best option of those three.
1: All right, Jason. Now it's time to shine the big three. Quarterback. Week 15, the must-play, the must-avoid. floor is yours.
5: Yeah, we did well last week, so I'm hoping to keep it going. And with the start of this week, we are staying right here with Mike White. Over the past two weeks, Mike White has attempted, and I mean, this is absurd to think about, over 100 passes. The Jets with White are a pass-first offense, which is great news against defense, allowing the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks by far. The Lions allow 23.2 fantasy points per game, which is a full 2.2 points more than the second-worst team. The only concern I have with White is those ribs. I do think he starts, but you never know. It takes one big hit. You, you don't want your quarterback to be exiting uh, a playoff matchup at halftime. That would be just devastating fantasy managers. I mean, we already saw what happened with Kyler Murray this past Monday night that swung playoff, playoff pictures across the fantasy landscape. would hate that to happen in the playoffs. But if White can make it through the game, I think we have 300 yards, three touchdowns, very much within reach. As for who we're not starting, Deshaun Watson, he looked much better last week. And I have seen enough to feel confident that we're going to get the old Watson back eventually. But do you really want to gamble that's going to happen this week? Even if he takes more strides, what are we hoping for from this game? Uh, Yeah, I I do think Tyler Huntley plays. But without Lamar Jackson there, the Ravens, they're just not, that potent of an offense. They
1: want to play this game 16-10. Let's be honest, Jason. That's what they want to do.
5: Exactly. And when we're shooting quarterbacks, one underrated thing to look at is the other quarterback. Because what you want to do is try to find a situation where you got a guy dueling, where your quarterback's going to have to throw. Or is, is Tyler Huntley going to make Sean Watson have to throw? This is just not the time to fire up Watson.
1: I wanted to ask you about one game in particular before we get to running back and wide receiver. The forecast in Buffalo this week. And I know a lot of people who have fantasy teams right now. You got Allen, you got Diggs, you got Tua, you got Tyreek, you got Jalen Waddle. Are you scared shitless, Jason, of this game being like 16-10 on Saturday night? Because I am. I think this game is going to be super low scoring. And I think there are a lot of fantasy owners who feasted on these guys all year who could be in quite the predicament come Sunday. It's really terrifying because there's nothing you can do. You got to play these guys, right? Like, maybe if you have a different quarterback other than Tua, maybe you could sell me. Like, you're not sitting Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill. You can't, or Diggs. That's the problem with these
5: teams is you don't have fringe fantasy assets on these teams. Yeah, maybe Gabe Davis, sure. You can sit Gabe Davis. You can sit him anyway, because he's just not good. We talked about him last week. But when when you have the guys that you mentioned, these are elite fantasy assets. There's nothing you can do. Even the guys on your bench, like, okay, so, for example, if I'm going to sit Diggs or Tyreek in a league, I'm putting in, like, Drake London, or like DeAndre Carter, like, like what am I doing there? That they they could, on, on their best day, they can easily have like three points. I mean, I'm getting at least three from Tyreek regardless of the wetters, weather. So there's nothing you can do. It's more of just, we rely on these guys to give you the spike weeks, to carry your matchup. And if the weather is as bad as it is kind of projected to be, we may not get that. Now, the only good news is, I've seen the latest forecast is for like nine plus inches, but people kind of see that and they get scared. They're not going to drop nine inches at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. It's not what's happening. It's going to fall throughout the day. They're going to clear the field. So it really comes down to how heavy is it falling during the game. And I'm hoping that if we're looking at a accumulation of like an inch per hour or something like that at the time, these guys can play through that. Wind is far more problematic than snow or rain. So I'm hoping, uh, I'm being a little optimistic here, but I'm hoping that we have better, better weather than we seem to be thinking we're going to get right now.
1: All right, let's get to running back, Jason.
5: All right. Running back, Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco, a dream spot for the seventh round rookie. Pacheco has been averaging around 15 carries per game for over a month now. He's also seen a steady increase in receiving work the past three weeks. He comes with a solid floor, but this week could be the ceiling game against a Texans defense, allowing the most fantasy points per game to running backs. They allow the most rushing yards per game. They've allowed the most rushing touchdowns per game. I mean, Pacheco might go for a buck fifty and two in this one. And then the other side. DeAndre Swift, two weeks ago, we got a brief glimpse of the old Swift, but he seems to be gone again. Basically, if Swift is on the injury report, be worried about his snap share. When on the injury report, he typically plays around 30 to 35% of the snaps, barely ahead of Justin Jackson. Now, for what it's worth, at least as of today, he's not on the injury report. So that is at least a little encouraging. But again, the Jets are a tough run defense. They allow the 11th fewest fantasy points to running backs. They allow just 4.1 yards per carry and 0.5 touchdowns per game. They have been a little more vulnerable through the air, but Swift isn't seeing enough volume to make up for the lack of rushing and goal line work, which we know is going to Jamal Williams. So I think Swift is nothing more than a floor play this week.
1: Last but not least, Jason, wide receiver.
5: I'm sticking with the local guys, Elijah Moore. Since it's playoff time, I do want to let the good people know I was considering Michael Pittman here. I like him this week as well. But we're we're staying here because this is New York, New York. So we're sticking with the local guy. Look
1: at you being a man and a people. I like <laughs> the sound of that, Jason. The audience is, is craving for that sort of content, you know? And I'm sure that cra-
5: craving for Elijah Moore to be the guy we saw last year. And I think we might be getting that. There's no denying that he has been a colossal bust this season overall. Dropped in most leagues during the middle parts of the season. But things have been trending up since Zach Wilson was benched. Double-digit fantasy points in two of his last three. The Lions allow the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. And 71.7% of their total receiving yards allowed goes to wide receivers. Moore is looking at an every down roll as the starter opposite Garrett Wilson with Corey Davis almost certainly not playing with his concussion. So I love Elijah Moore this week. And finally, closing this out, Hollywood Brown. I mean, Kyler Murray's ACL tear, that was the final nail in the coffin for the Cardinals' 2022 season. It is time for them to join their division rival Rams and just packing it in. Since returning from IR, Hollywood has posted lines of 6 for 46 and 4 for 34. He's clearly behind DeAndre Hopkins as the wide receiver, too. The Broncos allow the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, just 55.6%. of their total receiving yards allowed goes to the wide receiver position. We want games. We want players in games that are likely to be high scoring. How excited are you about Colt McCoy versus Brett
1: Ah, That's a hard pass for me. Uh, hide the women and children. Uh, I'll stay away from that one on Sunday. I don't think that one's making it onto a screen, Jason. And if you bet on that game, you got problems. Shame on you if you bet in that game.
5: <laughs> I'm certainly not.
1: That's a stay away. Like, I have my five. We made our five. Denver and Arizona does not make the cut. All right, buddy. Best of luck in the playoffs. You got 10 zillion teams. We'll chat next week when my fantasy team comes back to life for the semifinals. I'm looking forward to that. And J.J. with the low-key humble brag saying he's got a bye. You'd love to hear it. And Listen, I have five teams. Only one of them is in the playoffs, so I'm at a 20% clip. I'm not taking any bows. Let's put it that way, bro. No bows for me. Well, let's get that one team a title. That's the idea. Jason Katz, Pro Football Network. Good stuff, buddy. Enjoy the weekend. You too. Before we say goodbye, Money Man. Money Man, we got to get going here. Week 15, let's hear the picks.
0: What up, JJ? Jeff Money here with a handicap of picks this is for week number fifteen of the NFL. Now as far as uh, last week I went up going two and three on thirty, thirty-seven and three. My money plays one, so I'm eight and six on the year. My top three plays are over five hundred. The bottom feeders have been giving me a little bit of trouble. As far as you, your best bet, you're still on fire. You were you won, you're eleven and three on the year, you were two and three for the week, thirty-six, thirty-two and two. Head to head we're one and one. So I'm uh, um, 8-7-1 and one against you, and we had no family plays with 3-7 and seven on the year. Okay, I have a feeling it's going to be a good week. Here we go. My five plays for week number 15. Game number one, my money plays, going to road team. I'm going to Cincinnati Bengals, going back with them, minus the 3.5 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Game number two, I'm going to road team. I'm going with my Dallas Cowboys, minus the 4.5 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Game number three, going to home team. Even though we're not 100% on the quarterbacks, I'm going to go with the New York Jets plus the one over the Detroit Lions. Game number four, I'm going with a home team. I'm going with the Carolina Panthers minus the two and a half over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And game number five on Saturday night, I'm going to go with a home team. I'm going to go on Saturday. I'm going to go with the Vikings minus the four and a half over the Colts. Again, my five plays in order. My uh, money play, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals minus the three and a half. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys minus the four and a half. The New York Jets plus the one. The Carolina Pampers minus the two and a half. And on Saturday, the Minnesota Vikings. Minus the four and a half, and I hope we have some family plays. Okay, J.J., everyone can always follow all my daily plays on Twitter at Jeff Money. Okay, J.J., I'm out of here. Let's go.
1: Let's go, Jeff Money. For what it's worth, that's the best I feel about your picks in a long time. I like the Dallas pick. That was an honorable mention for me. I got no issues going with Cincinnati. I mean, how can anybody take Tampa Bay right about now? And the Jets, for me, Beningo and Money. I think that's like our first collective family play of the year. What can go wrong? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, we'll be back Sunday night. We got a live after Giants commander. Don't worry, we'll have the big pod put up. All the recaps of what you saw in week 15. But a live late night on a Sunday. Sunday night football. I mean, why the hell not? We got to do it. I think everybody is ready. How can you not be? Good job by Stefan. We'll chat Sunday night. We'll have it posted Monday as a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. JJ out. Be good.